Lord be with you. Welcome on this uh, first Sunday of Lent. What better way to celebrate this uh, first Sunday of this uh, holy season for us than to be able to be together here in person in the sanctuary for the first time in quite a long time. It's really good to see all of your faces here today. I, I do want to make a couple of notes about the service. Uh, those of us who are leading the service are going to be um, unmasked when we're up here, except for Sarah, who will be leading us in singing. She'll continue to be masked. When we're on the floor doing anything, we will be masked, and so may have a little bit of a muffled sound, and we apologize for that, but we want to exercise complete safety. Uh, we do look forward to greeting you outside as soon as the service is over uh, and uh, talking with you more uh, personally at that time. Some of you I'm seeing for the first time in over a year in person, and so it's really good to see all of you here. I do want to uh, note, especially for parents of young children who are here today, that we are live streaming the 8.30 service every week, and uh, so you're on camera and being broadcast via the internet, and so just want you all to be aware of that every Sunday at 8.30. We also will have our midweek Lenten service live streamed uh, at noon from the sanctuary uh, that's this Wednesday, and we have Zoom Sunday School classes today for all children, youth, and adults. Uh, the flowers that were to be in here today, but were not able to be delivered because of the weather, uh, were in honor of the Reopen Task Force, and we do give thanks for their incredible work uh, this past year in guiding us through this time. And finally, the children will have an outdoor prayer walk uh, and we'll need their coats, so please remember uh, to put those on them. They'll be taken outside right after time with the young church. We'll invite them to come forward here to the floor to my left and your right. And after that time, they will go uh, if they want to for that prayer walk. And they'll be brought back into the sanctuary near the end of the service. So again, it's good to see all of you. It's good to welcome all of those who are worshiping with us uh, from home this morning. And let us now lift our hearts and minds as we worship Almighty God.
please join me for our call to worship. To you, O oh Lord, we lift up our hearts. God, in you we trust. Make us to know your ways. Lead us in your truth and teach us. You are the God of our salvation. For you we wait all day long. We will worship the Lord in holiness. Please join me in our prayer of the day. God of all times, in this holy season of Lent, as we journey with our Lord to the cross, help us to discern in our lives what we must lay down and what we must take up, what we must end and what we must begin. Give us in this time of self-examination courage to pray honest prayers, and wisdom to listen for your answer. Give us grace to live a disciplined life in glad obedience and with a joy which comes from a closer walk with Christ. Amen. We're told in the Gospel of Mark that Jesus emerged from the waters of baptism and immediately was driven out into the wilderness where he was tempted, he was with the wild animals, and angels tended to him. In our time of temptation and need, in our time of confession, let us know without a doubt that God is as near to us as our next breath. And let us pray together in faith and penitence as we confess. Gracious God, we come before you in need of forgiveness and grace. 
You call us to trust in you completely, but we do not. We are timid and fearful as we follow your lead. Justify our actions and words, though we know they are not what you require. We succumb to temptation, preferring old habits to risky discipleship. Forgive us, we pray. As you were cared for in the wilderness, in your time of temptation, so care for us that we might be strengthened to follow you. Friends, hear the good news. Just as Jesus emerged from the wilderness renewed in his vocation and in his discipleship, so too we are forgiven by Christ and given the strength to walk in his way. In the name of Christ, we are all forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite the young children of the church to come and join me here on the on the floor here to my left and your right. Come on up. You can just sit anywhere out here if you want. On the floor or on the pew. Sitting for here. That's a good spot. Good morning. Y'all can sit right there. Yeah, I can sit wherever you, you can like. Sit on the floor if you want. It's a little strange in here today, isn't it? It's not like it usually is. For one thing, we're all wearing these things. But you've been used to that for a while now, haven't you? It's also maybe a little strange in here because it looks a little differently than the last time we worshiped in here together. So some of you may have seen it since then but we have this new organ here and we have this has changed a little bit hasn't it we've got a little bit more room up here and we're so excited that you are in here today i appreciate some of you helped us out this week uh, or yesterday and helped shovel some snow out there so that we were able to walk in here safely today so thank you for that very much Today we hear that Jesus was out in the wilderness. Now I bet he didn't have snow to worry about, like we have had the last few days. And I bet he didn't have to wear a mask, like we have had to wear for, gosh, almost a year now. But just like Jesus, sometimes we go through times in the wilderness like we have been, when things are just not like they used to be, and we can sometimes be a little worried, uh, not sure what's going to happen next, and we hear all around us bad news sometimes, and it makes us a little nervous. But we remember today that when Jesus was out in the wilderness, angels waited on him. Isn't that special to know that when he was out there, he knew he was not alone, that God was very, very close to him. And we know that today as well, don't we? And no matter what things look like outside, if there's 10 inches of snow, if we have to wear masks, and if we're worried about things, even then, God is very near to us. God will help us. So I want you to remember that today. I want you to remember it when you go home. I want you to remember it next week, whether you're at home or in school or wherever you may find yourself, that God is right there with you, just like he was with Jesus. So. 
Let's pray together, okay? If you'll bow your heads and let's all and everybody repeat after me. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, thank you for being close to me. Thank you for being close to me, even in the wilderness. Even in the wilderness, help me to listen to you. Help me to listen to you and to follow you. And to follow you every day. Every day. Amen. Amen. All right, Miss Kim is waiting for you guys back there at the door. If you want to go with her on the prayer walk, you may go now. If you want to go back to your seats, you may do that as well. Let us pray. God of mercy, you promise never to break your covenant with us. Amid all the changing words of our generation, speak your eternal word that does not change. Then may we respond to your gracious promises with faithful and obedient lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our reading this morning is from Mark's Gospel, the first chapter verses 9 through 15. I invite you to listen now for the word of God. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. He was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Kim, from time to time, has come up with the idea of hiking the Appalachian Trail the whole thing from, from Georgia to Maine. Uh, I've heard others here in the church uh, talking with her about that same adventure and making plans with her maybe in retirement years to do that. I'm less inclined to want to do it. Uh, and there are several reasons. The weather, for instance. I mean... Who among us would want to hike in this out in the, in the mountains? The wild animals, I have to admit, that's another piece of it. The snakes and the bears and the wolves and coyotes and that sort of thing. The lack of bathrooms. Not quite sure how you handle that on the Appalachian Trail, and I'd rather not find out. The lack of Showers, bathing facilities. And this is one thing that I don't often think about, but I find myself from time to time reflecting on when that conversation comes around. How do you get everything you need to live for several months onto your back? What if I forget something crucial? It's... it's not likely that you can just at any point hop off the trail and go to the Walmart. Our daughter recently did a three-mile hike, a three-day hike, I should say, over 50-some-odd miles through the Assateague National Park from Maryland, where she lives, to the Virginia side. And she loved it. But when I looked at her, 
snow-covered beaches in the background where she was hiking, carrying a pack on her back that looked to weigh more than she does, I became fatigued just looking at the photograph. But I did learn something from her, from that experience, something about Lent as she prepared to leave for her journey. She told us that she would be unreachable for those three days, that she was going to leave her phone at home, leave her phone behind, which if you know my daughter, it's always firmly attached to the palm of her hand. She didn't want the distraction, she said. And she meant it. She didn't have her phone with her the whole time. And it seems that when you're going into the wilderness, she was wiser than most. You must be really mindful of what you take up on, into your pack what you carry on your back, and what you set down. The wilderness is the primary metaphor for Lent, I think, in large part because of Jesus' experience there and because all of us in one way or another know something of what the wilderness looks like. In Mark, Jesus emerges from the waters of baptism, the heavens are ripped open, we are told. The Greek word is schizomenus. It's where we get the word <coughs> schizophrenia. It means torn in two. The word will be used only one other time in this gospel. When at Jesus' death, the curtain of the temple, we are told, is torn in two from top to bottom. And in Mark's gospel, the spirit descends not on Jesus, but literally into Jesus. Jesus is possessed by the spirit. Which then doesn't lead him or guide him into the wilderness, but drives him into the wilderness. That same Greek word that's used for drive is the same word that's used when Jesus drives out demons. The Spirit drove him into the wilderness. And when he gets into the wilderness, Mark uses very few words. Try not to import Matthew and Luke's version of this story. Just let Mark tell it. He was there 40 days. He is tempted by Satan. He's with the wild beasts. He's in the care of angels. And that's it. Lent is this 40-day period modeled after that time, not counting Sundays, that's meant to mirror Israel's 40-year wandering in the wilderness and Jesus' 40-day temptation in the wilderness. It's in many ways into a wilderness that we're invited during Lent. Maybe we're compelled, as Jesus was to enter. And Mark's scarcity of detail gives us ample room to explore this wilderness for ourselves. We know only these things when we go into the wilderness. We are God's beloved children, claimed by God in the waters of baptism. Satan is there, evil is present, tempting us to forsake that identity. There are wild animals and there are angels. The wilderness is not to be avoided. There, there may be bad things there that, that should not be minimized by any stretch, but it's also a place, if we believe what we read, where the opportunity presents itself to come to know God and to come to know ourselves and to come to know our calling, our vocation. Jacob, you remember, wrestles with God in the wilderness and his name is changed to Israel. Moses and the people of Israel received the law of God in the wilderness. 
It's a place that promises transformation. So let's pack only what we need for this journey. There's so much baggage that so many of us are carrying around, so much weight that can keep us from even taking that first step. We talk a lot about giving things up for Lent, you know, like chocolate and alcohol and such. My friend John talks about giving giving up things for Lent. But let's also consider giving up bitterness. Let's lay down resentment. Let's be done with the weight of guilt. Let's leave behind injustice. Let's give up the need to control. I don't know what it is for you. I'm quite familiar with what it is for me. I know what it is that I simply must lay down if I'm going to make this journey into the Lenten wilderness and come out the other side transformed. Lent does not usually arrive in this part of the world with a winter storm that leaves inches of snow atop inches of ice. But I do wonder if the winter landscape outside our doors is not more fitting for Lent than even it would be for Advent or Christmas. Maybe we should have been dreaming for a white Lent all along. It muffles the noise, sharpens the senses. It's perhaps the closest that any of us could ever get to a wilderness right on our neighborhood streets, our undrivable neighborhood streets. Maybe there aren't wild animals out there, but the snow and ice on on top of the pandemic drive us, force us, into a new awareness of our dependence on God, to be sure, but also on one another. The angels among us. Jesus is not alone. God sends angels to tend to Him in the wilderness, we are told. Signs of God's presence. And neither are we alone. They may or may not have wings, these angels. Sometimes they have a kind word. Sometimes a casserole. They bind up your soul wounds. They draw pictures in crayon on makeshift greeting cards and send them to those eager for joy. They call you on the phone to share a word of encouragement or a listening ear from your community of faith. They they prepare food for covid Frontline workers at Williamson Medical Center. They stand by your side when all others may have abandoned you in your failures, in your brokenness. They teach in our schools and they clerk in our grocery stores and they are too often not paid or thanked to the level commensurate with their service. They advocate in solidarity with the voiceless and the marginalized. They soothe the wilderness's threatened and sometimes actual violence with peace and justice and love. They shovel snow off of church passageways so the people of God can worship. I have a friend whose daughter is suffering with severe depression, as so many others are in our nation and around the world. One day, a woman from the church they attend showed up with a small blank notebook for his daughter. And she told her that the notebook was for her to write down everything that she was absolutely sure was true, especially about herself, what she had no doubt about. Things like the love of her family. Things like her own creativity. All the things that she could think of that at rock bottom she knew was true about herself. That she was baptized. That she was beloved of God. 
And then, in those moments when she finds herself doubting everything, when her brain is sick and playing tricks on her, she can turn to this, what she called, This I Know book. To read and remember the truth. My friend, when he was telling me this story, he said he saw this person as a messenger from God. Unexpected grace. An angel. To remind them that no matter what, our true baptismal identity can never be taken away. It was those ancient theologians, the band in excess, who sang in 1987, because we all have wings, but some of us don't know why. The wilderness may be just the place to discover that why of our belovedness, the this I know of our true selves before God. The snow is melting. I don't know about you, but thank God, I say. But the Lenten wilderness is still before us. God beckons us this day to join the sun. To name our truths forged in the resisting of temptation. To notice who we are with on the journey. To accept the waiting of angels upon us. To, with God's help, be angels for one another. Above all, to know ourselves and this world as beloved. Jesus emerged from the wilderness into vocation. And we shall too. We shall emerge transformed in order to transform the world. For the glory of God alone. So friends, let us all continue to observe a holy land. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able as together we affirm our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. As always, in our order of worship, we email out. We have the new uh, prayer request, but also a link to our complete prayer list. Um, we ask that you keep those names on your hearts throughout the week as you pray. Pray for those that you know and those that you don't know, because God knows all the needs. So now please join me in prayer. Holy God, we pray that you would empower us with courage and faithfulness as we embark on this Lenten journey. We seek renewal and restoration during these 40 days. Help us to remember Jesus' faithfulness in the wilderness, even when tempted. Be with us in our temptation. Let your grace follow us and go before us in each step of the journey. Enable us to accept spiritual disciplines for this journey. Let us pray daily and be especially attentive to the needs of others and to our own needs. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, who makes and keeps covenant with your people, we pray for peace 
with justice throughout the world, so that all your children may dwell secure, free of war and injustice. Move the hearts of leaders throughout the world to hear the cries of the poor and hungry and to ensure a rightful share of the resources needed to sustain life. Be with all those without a home and help them find shelter to protect them from this cold. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, as we continue to grapple with overwhelming pandemic challenges, we pray that you would grant special measures of strength and endurance to healthcare workers and other essential workers who labor on the front lines of this struggle. And we pray for all facilitating vaccinations and for those who are providing the vaccines. We pray for your comfort for all who are sick and for all who have lost loved ones. Grant us all wisdom and courage for the living of this day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of grace, we thank you for the gift of prayer. We pray for all in our prayer list, and we again lift up the prayers prompted from our Lenten prayer-a-day calendar. God, travel with each member of our congregation during our Lenten journey. Bring comfort to those who are lonely or alone. We offer gratitude for the gift of fresh water and help us to not take it for granted and be with those in Texas and around the world who do not have this gift. Bring healing to those who are sick or in the hospital and hear our silent prayers offered now and each day. Be in the midst of all, Stephen, minister relationships and with those known only to you, O God. Help us to reflect your light and love on those most in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of life, with joy we give thanks for the gift of new births, and with thanksgiving we remember before you those saints who bore witness to the light. Today, we especially remember Steve Kelly, Fred Bilyeu, and Chandler Darnell on the anniversaries of their deaths. Grant that we may persevere in the faith to which we have been called, and at the end, behold your glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, thank you for pouring out your Spirit on your Son and on each of us through baptism. May we too hear you say to us this day, you are my child, my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Receive these prayers and all prayers of your beloved children in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for all the ways that you continue to sustain and support the ministries of our congregation. You may continue to give online by mailing a check to the church, or we do have offering plates on the credendas in the narthex if you'd like to place it in there as you leave. In Lent, we remember the gifts of nourishment that God gives us in our wilderness journeys. So let us now share our gifts in joyful response to God's sustaining grace.
Let us pray. Gracious God, giver of all good gifts, we offer our gifts to glorify you and to participate in your work in our world. Receive these gifts as a sign of our commitment to follow Jesus as his disciples each and every day. Amen. Wash, O God, your sons and daughters, newborn creatures of your womb. Number them among your people, raised like Christ from death and tomb. Weave them garments bright and sparkling, compass them with love and light. Fill and anoint them, send your spirit, holy dove and heart's delight. Every day we need your nurture, by your milk may we be fed. Let us join your feast partaking, cup of blessing, living bread. God, renew us, guide our footsteps, free from sin and all its snares. One with Christ in living, dying by your Spirit. Children as Oh, how deep your holy wisdom, unimagined all your ways. To your name be glory, honor. With our lives we worship, praise. We your people stand before you, water washed and spirit born. By your grace, our lives we offer, recreate us, God transform. stand as you are able. Let us go out into the world in peace to love and serve our God. Let us go out into whatever wildernesses may await us, knowing that God is with us in all times and in all places. And let us go with prayers on our lips for all those in harm's way. Let us go with prayers for all the world that we may be one and whole. And now may the blessings of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be yours this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.